0: Welcome to It's Absolutely All About You with your host, Eileen Nunez. Our program is based on Eileen's book of the same name. Today, you'll learn about the greatness that lives within you and how to bring that greatness forth to live a most successful and rewarding life. Now,
1: here's Eileen
0: Nunez.
1: Hi there. Hi, everybody. This is Eileen Nunez with It's Absolutely All About You. Um, It's great to be here today, Friday. Hope you guys have had an amazing week and looking forward to a great weekend. Um, Wanted to announce that today is my final show for the It's Absolutely All About You programming. And we're hoping that we could do something else in the near future with Voice America, looking at some options with TV as well. Um, So anyway, I'll keep everybody posted as I always do through my, um, you can go through my website or you can go through my email. But it's been an amazing experience and opportunity to be here and everybody has been so great and really the listeners have been very empowering and, and really understanding of the different topics that we've addressed and, and I'm so happy that you've all allowed me the opportunity to help you even when you're doing your own Personal work, whether you're um, talking to somebody else that can help you, whether a coach or a therapist, or it's just the the private work that you decided to do with all of these, um, with this wonderful collection of of segments that we were able to put together for for all of you. So it's a little bittersweet, right? It's a little um. It's obviously great. It's a great opportunity for me, and you know things when things are ready to close, it's because they're they're great. No opportunities ahead, and that's what I've been teaching all of you, and that's what I'm doing myself in my own career, and my own journey. So this is, um, again, with great gratitude, uh, my extent to Voice America and to their great staff on how um, they helped me to really catapult and take this all to the next level and be able to let everybody know a little bit about me and my work and to continue to help at so many different levels and reach such a large community of great people who are looking to help and, and looking to have that life of your dreams. So it's been, it's been a very, um, it's been a wonderful experience. It's been an exciting experience and it's been something that that I really hold true to, to myself and and for all of you for assisting and attending and and really putting out there some messages of what you wanted a little bit more of and what you gained from doing some of the work. So it's been very rewarding all around. And so today we're going to dive into the last topic that we will be talking about at this, um, for this programming for the It's Absolutely All About You program. And we are going to be addressing a little bit about how we feel saying no to people. And many times we feel that it's more important to please other people and more important to to adjust ourselves to what other people are wanting from us or expecting from us, And so many times we end up in positions um, where we have difficulty saying, no, like, that's not okay with me or I'm not okay with this situation. Um, I want it to be presented differently because we don't like disappointing other people. A lot of times I find this even bizarre situation and scenario when I hear it from parents that don't know how to say no to their kids. And, And that obviously creates a lot of situations and a lot of problems because the child is expecting the parent to have some level of hierarchy and discipline over them. And when they feel that timidness coming across from their own parents, from the adults in the relationship, um, not being able to tell them, listen, what you've done is not correct. I don't want you to do it anymore. Um, that's not, it's not, um, it's not seen as something popular, And many times, especially with teenagers, we get the, I hate you, you're a terrible mom or dad. And we really begin to buy into all of these messages and all the things that that they end up telling us just to try to manipulate us. And I'm sure a lot of you are smiling right now because you know exactly what I'm talking about. And perhaps you were one of those teenagers, right, where you um, put your parents in a situation where you you knew that they were going to say they were not going to say no to you, and they couldn't say no to you and a lot of times i um, I even hear stories about when kids are with their friends, especially they try to get away with a lot of behaviors and a lot of things that they wouldn't typically challenge their parents with. so I want you all to begin to understand the power that this word "no has. On you, and where you have had difficulties saying no to somebody else, and really forgot your own needs or forgot to realize what it is that you wanted in the situation, and instead you gave it up, and instead you said, You know, I've got to say yes, they're my boss. Um, it's my employer, it's my friend, I've got to say yes, no matter what, because they're not going to like me anymore. They won't accept me anymore. They're not going to think that I'm a good leader anymore. And so really diving into how much power does this word no have over you? And and more importantly, as we go deeper in today's segment, is how how you interpret when you might disappoint somebody else. How important is it to you to to fit in or to be accepted by those people around you, rather than being true to yourself, or rather than understanding that you've gotta you've gotta make a choice. You've gotta understand. Well, if I say yes, you know that means you know my whole weekend is shot. That w- that means that you know I'm not going to be able to go out and and execute my plans because now you know I've told my my son or daughter that you know they're going to have a party and. I've got to stay home and attend to all of these teenagers rather than going out and having, you know, my plans, um, have, have everything that I had planned for my own weekend. And so a lot of times it comes with sacrifice and it comes with a compromise that, that you find yourself falling into without necessarily thinking it through or without necessarily understanding the consequences of your behavior for not being able to say no. And how that begins to take away from who you are, how that takes away from having the opportunities of things that you want to succeed at or things that you wanted to, um, to have happen for you. And, and so when we keep falling into this place of sacrifice and in this place of disappointing ourselves because of the decisions that we make or because we don't feel strong enough to be able to tell people how we really feel just because we're not we're not wanting to disappoint them but it's okay to disappoint ourselves instead and this becomes a very trying situation because the moment that becomes our pattern of behavior and the moment that that becomes how we think and how we feel and the fact that we've got to continue to do 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 for everybody else around us and forget who we are and what we represent and what we want for ourselves and how we want our lives to begin to unfold the whole, this whole program of making it absolutely all about you, part of your new life and your new journey means that you begin to let go of these old ways of wanting to please or wanting to do so much for others and really leaving yourselves behind. Um, Many times when I bring this up, whether I'm doing groups or I'm working with individuals, they'll look at me and they'll say something to to the effect of, but, you know, I can't do that. Like, I can't be selfish. God forbid I'm selfish. Or I can't be so arrogant and so self-centered. And I mean, the only thing I can say back is don't put it in that context. Don't say it like that. That's not really what I'm trying to propose to you. What I'm trying to propose is how about you do a little bit for them, but you do a little bit for you too. And rather than it being this all or nothing, well, if I do something nice for myself, then that makes me a selfish individual. No, it doesn't. Um, We go back to what about taking care of yourself so that the better you are or the better version of you, you create, the better you extend a nicer individual, a more actualized individual, somebody who can actually come to moments of peace and harmony and feel good about themselves. What's so wrong about that? And so when we have this pressure and this power, whether it's through media, we've got a lot of music going on there. We've got, we have dress codes that our teenagers begin to use to empower themselves in their trying to find a new identity or in trying to find their own identity. We begin to lose power over our own kids. And in that, we also begin to recall some of the memories of our own childhood when we felt that our parents perhaps imposed too many things over us. So there's, there's this catch-22 catch going on where in your mind, you know, you know better, right? You know that um, putting yourselves in this predicament and this situation it's not going to fulfill something good for you, but you fall in this trap anyway because you don't want to disappoint your kids, just like perhaps your parents may have disappointed you, but giving them too much is not, is not the answer either. That's not the way to go about finding the balance. And looking at the reasons why in the past you've said no, some parents say no for everything. Okay, so we've got to understand that. Not only parents. I mean, some people just are no people. Um, Not sure if you've ever gone to a counter and you're going to pay for something or you're going to ask a particular question and you're at the mall and you know the person that's going to say no from the moment you start approaching the counter where they're standing. um, Just because of their energy or their attitude or just because of their facial expressions, you can kind of get... That they're that no person, that no matter what you ask them, they haven't even heard the ending of your question, they're already saying no. So we don't want, we don't want to look at that. We don't want to compare ourselves to that because that's an extreme, right? And all extremes are always going to be bad for us. But looking at the times that you did say no to one of your kids or a colleague or your employer, um, what What were you saying no to and how did it make you feel, right? We're always going to go back to what part of your body do you feel this, this anxiety or this, um, this unsettling nervousness that, that makes you feel like you're doing something wrong or that you might be doing something wrong. And again, we're not talking about doing something wrong necessarily to somebody else, but to yourself. So when we come to this conclusion where, okay, so these are the times where I typically say No you may want to realize that those are times when perhaps your own parents said no to you. And so you're still not being true to yourself, right? So we're going back to when are you saying no? And when should you say no? And you don't say no? Because going back to who are you, What do you stand for? What do you really want to get across? What kind of message do you want your family and your kids and your your friends to pick up on? That's really what this is all about is really coming to a conclusion that you're not saying no just because of what everybody else has done or how you were taught. Those are certain things you have to say no about. And then when you have trouble saying no, what is that about? Is that part of the guilt that you also picked up in this in this life's journey where you really forget and don't understand what decisions to make anymore. So we find that sometimes we say no and we're being completely unreasonable. And then there's times when we're saying yes, when we really should, should say no, because no is really the better answer or the better response. So really coming to terms with where do you stand and what do you stand for and what makes you feel strong and and have this sense of confidence that you know what I'm going to stand up for myself not because I'm going to bully anybody or because I feel bullied but I'm going to stand up for myself because is what it's what is making me feel good this is really what this whole program is all about the it's absolutely all about you mentality is about really recognizing the things that bring you joy and the things that make you feel good with your decisions and, and really coming to a point of assessing your new life that you have been working for the past. We've been here for, today's the 26th show, so we've been here 26 weeks preparing for this moment where you can finally get launched into your world, into your life of having this joyful journey. And really assessing and understanding everything that you learned and, and beginning to apply it, right? It becomes a lifestyle. It becomes part of your personality, it becomes part of your thinking process and understanding the different aspects of our emotions and the different parts of our bodies that are getting, that are reflecting those emotions. So there's so much that you have learned that now it's really time to start practicing everything and and putting all of this into, into play where you continue to work on just being the best version of you that you can be and realizing that whether you say no or you don't say no, whether you're that person that says no all the time or you have difficulty saying no some of the times, that either way, being true to yourself is really the final, that's, that's the ultimate goal if you can say no to a response to something and know that it's it's really the best it's really the best decision it's the best um it's the best version of you out there that is is really putting out this no this isn't a good idea then that's what you have to live with and that's what you have to grow upon that's what you have to continue to feel good about and if you're that kind of person that Say no becomes such a problem because you don't want to be unliked or you don't want to be um, the bad person or you don't want to be the one that's looked upon as as being, um, you know, too stern or too harsh. Then, again, you want to go back and assess what would it mean if you were that stern and harsh individual? What what does that even mean? In whose eyes are you um, trying not to be so strong maybe, Um Many times I do hear from parents where they feel like being their children's friends or their buddy or, you know, if they're going to do it, I'd rather they did it in my house than them doing it out there and getting into trouble. But you're also giving a lot of conflictual information to your kids because they're still looking for mom and dad. They're still looking for the hierarchy. They're, They're conditioned to know that there's supposed to be some authority over them. And we get caught up in this. You know, wanting to be their friends. So now you've just left your child without a mom or a dad or without both because friends are going to come and go and they're always going to have lots of people around them, um, especially if they're very social kids. But mom and dad is just one. Like, really, there's only one of you guys out there that's, you know, necessarily a biological um, or adoptive parent to this child. So you're kind of leaving them in limbo and that's not really going to satisfy what the child needs. And it's so interesting because when I work with kids, they'll tell me this, they'll complain and they'll say this to me. Clearly, their conversations with me are confidential. So they don't dare to say that with mom or dad because they want mom and dad not to really discipline them. But in our conversations, they will come up and they'll say things like, yeah, Aileen, I really just, I just needed my mom to be there and to just be a mom. Or I wanted my dad to really tell me, listen, that wasn't the right thing to do. I don't, I don't want you to go and do that. Because they feel like that that is a sense of love that they get from their moms and their dads. And being our kids' friends not necessarily is the best is the best way to um to approach that or to really place ourselves out there in the relationship with our own kids. So we've got lots to lots to talk about today, lots to think about. You want to begin to assess where is it that you are a no person, where is it that you're a yes person. Um Where is it? You have difficulty saying no sometimes. Um, And we're going to break right now for commercials and we'll be right back. Thank you.
2: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: Most of us have experienced the loss of a loved one, be it a friend or family member. There are all kinds of questions and emotional pain that we go through, but you can move on. Listen for From Morning to Morning with Rabbi Mel Glazer. It doesn't matter what faith you are, or if you even have no faith, you are sure to find meaning in Rabbi Mel's words and personal experience, as well as that of his guests. From Morning to Morning airs live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment.
2: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: You are tuned into It's Absolutely All About You. To reach Eileen Nunez or her guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to famwellhealing at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
1: So as we're coming back to the program and we're assessing and understanding whether we're more of the no person, more of the yes person, more um, the person that just says um, yes because we don't want to disappoint others, we're going to be coming into terms with what your gains are, right? What are you gaining Um, because it's going to help you understand why it is that you've got to respond a certain way when clearly it's something that that could be upsetting you and is not allowing you to make the decision that you would truly want to say or come up with because you're not coming from your heart. You're coming from a conditioning that has happened, whether through your own family of origin, whether being in a relationship for a long period of time or just not wanting to do something different than what other people do, right? A lot of times, we're just, you know, following the leaders, and we don't know who those those leaders are, but we're still following them anyway, and um, I know that I I recall uh, vividly when my kids were growing up, it was always that peer pressure, you know, when they were going through their teenage years, you know, well, so-and-so is out until 1 in the morning, so why do I have to get picked up at 11, and, you know, getting questions like that from your teenagers was really interesting because if all, if all the parents understood that we're all going through the same situation and if we just all get together and say, okay, guys, let's just come up with, you know, one curfew for our group and we know that, okay, 1130 or 12 o'clock is the time that everybody's going to be picked up then we wouldn't have, um, you know, our kids questioning us as to, okay, why am I being punished? Because then, of course, you're punishing them. Um, because I'm not allowed to stay out until one and everybody else, because of course, it was it's an all or nothing. Everybody's staying until one except for them. And, you know, you, you kept going into that back and forth. And of course, that's going to pose and present some levels of guilt. And you don't want to damage your child or your teenager, you don't want to hurt them. You're not doing this to hurt them. On the contrary, you're trying to protect them and to give them some guidelines. Um, And the restrictions are really about setting discipline and structure. It's not about hurting them or doing something damaging um, to their self-esteem or their confidence or any of that. But going back to what kind of individual are you? We go back to this is an assessment program. This is about you analyzing yourselves, I've given you so many tools to be able to to really go back and, and realize, okay, this is, this is really who I am, and it's so nice to have me back, and it's so nice that I can finally stand on my own two feet and feel empowered and strong, that I can begin to make these sorts of decisions and project these sorts of decisions on the people around me without feeling guilty, without feeling sad, without feeling angry and resentful, so All of these very fearful, impactful decisions that we used to make, um, really not knowing, just a lot of times, just a, a very subconscious, unconscious, not knowing scenario where we would just reply because it was a conditioning that we had gone through. Today is about really understanding that that conditioning doesn't have to apply to you anymore and that you can take that conditioning and decide, well, you know, that's just how it used to be, but... I'm changing and I've changed and I've done so much work with Eileen and I'm finally at a place where I feel good making stronger, more deliberate, more intentional decisions on how I want to conduct myself and how I want to project myself onto my loved ones and those people around me. And so we're going to we're going to begin to have these moments where you may not really understand what is better for you or what is best for you. So, making all of these changes, clearly you're going to you're going to be disrupting the way things have been done up to now. So a lot of times one of the concerns that people have is, well, how do I approach these people or how do I approach my partner and let them know that, you know, I'm going to be doing things differently and I promise you all that if it's coming from a place of love and knowing and it's coming from a good place where you're not you're not imposing it through anger and through fear, it's going to be something that is just going to flow and it's going to be something very positive in this new journey of yours. It's really coming to terms with you feeling good about your new life and you completely understanding that this is going to help you have a more peaceful environment, whether at home, whether at work, whether in your relationships or with your family. But it's coming to, it's coming to terms with it's your turn to make good decisions that are going to help you feel good about yourself. Now, I'm not telling you that your teenagers may not kick and scream, okay, because they tend to do that anyway, right? <laughs> um, your little ones may still throw a tantrum because they tend to do that anyway, but understanding that because you come with this resolve and this idea that you're all going to be better because of this, um, it's so great because I've applied this with a family. I have a single mom that has come into my office uh, for a few sessions um, helping her coach her her children, her her girls, and she has had such an amazing progress. And the girls are all so divinely, beautifully part of this program without even knowing that the mom changing is really all we need is for her to have a little bit more um, ease in her own life and come to terms with things that didn't have to be so strict and so military because their dad is that way. And so mom was trying to mimic, you know, well, if dad does it this way in his house, and clearly this is what I have to do in my house, and she had lost lost herself literally lost herself in her identity with her girls and you look at her today and she's all smiles and she's setting up a business and she's spending lots of times with the girls over the weekend and they're they're doing a lot of outdoor activities and the girls are loving spending time with mom because she's so different from what from what she was receiving or what, she, what the girls um what the girls are doing at their dad's house. Like dad's, you know, more of the, the structured, um, more of the military type, actually. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty much of an extreme and mom was really following and disciplining the girls with so much fear because she was, she was doing it just because she didn't want to disappoint the ex-husband, um, which clearly she was still afraid of him when we started working together. And not only, didn't she she did not want to disappoint him she really didn't know what to do with her girls because he had always been that person that would discipline the kids when they were married and so now she's in charge of disciplining when the girls are with her all by herself and she would actually make phone calls to him well the girls did this so what do I do and now she looks back and of course you know we laugh together and it's a it's a very um it's a wonderful experience. It's so rewarding to watch somebody get their life back and to understand, you know, number one, I don't have to be afraid of my ex anymore. And number two, I can discipline my girls how I know how to discipline my girls. And she's a very loving, very affectionate individual. And she's really good with expressing through her words. So she uses this, she uses this methodology with the girls and she gets to talk to them and to listen to them and, and sits them down and, you know, in that she's still disciplining, she's still telling them how, you know, they still have to fulfill their responsibilities. Actually, she got the girls to do chores around the house because she was the only one cleaning and picking up after them because she didn't want to disappoint the girls and she didn't want them to go to dad's house and say that she was asking them to help with the chores around the house. So this is a very clear example of where we lose ourselves just in in the matter of trying not to disappoint other people and, and in all honesty, I mean, her level of depression and sadness and, and disappointment with herself was so, was so enlarged and amplified. It was so sad to see because she's a young woman with a beautiful future and had just gotten herself lost in this turmoil and didn't know how to get herself out. And in all honesty, I think that we've done two months worth of work. And she's doing spectacular. She is doing so great and so amazing. And and she's finally in a place where she's getting her self-esteem back and her confidence. And, and she's realizing herself as to what it is she wants to do, what purpose she's connecting to. And like I said, in the interim, the girls are helping her. And she has a very special relationship with each of her daughters so it's been such an amazing, such a beautiful scenario to to step back and watch, and that's exactly what I'm talking about today. It's that it's that idea that we don't, we can't lose ourselves in the shuffle. We can't lose ourselves because society does things a certain way, or because the media tells us this is the only way we can do it, or because the music that our kids are listening to um, completely destroy their self esteem sometimes, and and really places them in a situation where they feel like they have to become this, pro- this project that the media and, and the social media and the music and everything that surrounds our kids, um, it's so confusing for them. So having a mom and having a dad that they can come home to that is going to understand them, that is going to talk to them and listen to them, um, that has the capacity to say no when it's time to say no, while their parent again is still feeling good with that decision, and a lot of times the kids will ask, you know, why? Why did you say no? Well, give them a good, give them a good explanation. Don't just shut it out. Um, you know, no because I say so is not a good answer, guys. Okay, um, that may have worked in the fifties, but you know, we've got really smart kids nowadays, and saying no because we want to or because I say so is not the best response. And if that's the kind of strategy that you've used in the past, change it, right? Your kids are going to be really impressed because they're still, going to tr- they're still going to test you. They're still going to ask you why not. And you're going to have, you know, a very nice comeback, a nice response as to um, why not. Well, because you know what? It's not safe for you to do that. And because I love you too much and I don't think that I can wake up tomorrow and not know that you're okay. And so we give them Enough information without them taking over and empowering us, but we don't lose um, we don't lo- we don't allow ourselves to lose the positioning of still being the parent in the relationship um, like I was talking a little bit earlier today um, the same thing happens with you know parents who want to be so nice or or don't really want to be the disciplinarian um we're not talking about discipline like in the old days. We're not talking about paddling kids. We're not talking about um, giving them some extreme punishments. We're talking about letting them know that we care enough that their well-being is very important to us. Um, so that when we're putting all this information out there and we are able and capable of saying no without feeling guilty. Or giving them permission to do something because we know it's, it's something that they can... Um, that they respond well to and that they're, that they're responsible enough to have that task or be able to go on that outing. And many times I really encourage parents and families who have kids and particularly with teenagers is to let them know, listen, I'm doing this because I trust you. You know, when you give another individual that much power and that much understanding that that you trust them they're going to try really hard not to disappoint you. They're going to try really hard to fulfill their word to you. And so telling your kids or telling the people around you how, how much you care for them and how much you trust that they're going to do the right thing by you, by them, um, really places a lot of maturity and accountability for that person. And, and, that's not something negative that's not something bad don't we all want people around us to trust us and and to believe in us and to know that we're going to make a good sound decision that isn't going to hurt ourselves or others around us so there's many ways to to work with the words and the communication and understand that saying no or saying no all the time or not saying enough times no, like whatever your situation is, begin to categorize it and begin to understand. Okay, in this scenario, this is typically what I would do, and something similar to this type of scenario, this is who I am. And when I when I say no, it's no. Um, that's the other thing is make sure that when you do say no or when you do say yes, that you're committed. Now to that, because you want the people around you to also be committed to their stance and to what they're telling you. So it can't come from a place where you think that you say no today, but then tomorrow it's a yes. And, you know, those levels of inconsistencies really turn people around. And, and at the end of the day, they don't respect you and they do dismiss you and they don't take you seriously. And so that has also been, you know, something that that I have heard many times is a complaint of not being taken seriously. And my question is, well, tell me a little bit about why you think people do that. You know, where have you been inconsistent? You know, if you say no, if you say that the curfew is 11 o'clock today, but then tomorrow you let your kid out until 1230, like, what did you just do? Like, you've got to come to a place of committing to your stance, to your you've got to come in from a place of understanding that what you say is important and what you're saying to them comes from a place of knowledge and it comes from a place of of consistency and that you're going to stick by this idea or by this by this rule because that that inconsistency and the back and forth even in relationships you know people people do this a lot even in relationships when they're you know, oh, I'm gonna leave. You know, every single argument leads to well, one of us is leaving. Like either you leave or I leave, and you know, it comes to a point where that does become very old, and it comes to a point where clearly you're not gonna be taken very seriously, and a lot of disrespect happens um, within relationships and uh, coupleship when they're not they're really not being consistent I mean if you're ready to leave and that's really what you think you're gonna do and you're you're saying it because you're coming from a place of action then then you know when you say that know that you're committing to having that position and that you really need to follow through um, so many times it's really encouraged not to play those games um it's it's too it impacts everybody too much emotionally and and again not coming from a place of consistency. And so when we're talking about when it is that we're saying no, and when it is that we don't know how to say no, we're going to be also diving into not only the relationships with our partners, but what happens at work. How many of you out there have been in a position just because you're afraid to ask for a raise, you're afraid to ask for a promotion, um, just because you're there just to say yes and, and comply because you don't want to stir the grounds beneath you and you don't want to create any, any inconsistencies for yourself. But many times people are very disappointed in their position, but they stay anyway because of the fear of disappointing their bosses or their fear of, of not really saying what it is that they want at work. And these are very powerful situations because, guess what? Your job is to be happy, and your job is to be in a place where you feel fulfilled, where you feel like you're growing, where they're affording you opportunities to learn more and to and to really launch your careers, um, to to get into a better place, not to be stagnant and staying in the same line of work or in the same type of position. Forever, I mean, some people do very well in that scenario, but for most of us, that's not, that's not where we feel actualized or that's not where we feel that we're, um, that we're really putting our best efforts out there. We become bored. We become very comfortable. Um, and we decide to really give up on, on any other projects or, or doing more things for ourselves. So really being able to assess your level of confidence at work. Um, Is something that we're going to be diving in um, the last part of the segment because it's something so empowering and and important, um, how you feel at work and, you know, why is it that you're still in a position that perhaps you don't like or in a position where you feel that um, they've also settled and just leaving you there because you're the best person for that position, but not really giving you the uh, opportunity to grow and to expand your knowledge and your career path. So we'll be taking a few minutes of a break, and we'll be right back. Thank you.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more
2: great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Look among the stars. Do you ever stop to question yourself? Is there more that you could be doing in your life to help you? How can you manifest real change in the world? The answers to these and other questions about ourselves lie in sustainability from within. Featuring host Silvelli Salviato, you can take the either or and change it into both and if you want to make real changes in yourself, your life and your world, you can't miss one show. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are tuned into to It's Absolutely All About You. To reach Eileen Nunez or her guest, please call in to one 888 346 That's 1 You may also send an email to famwellhealing at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
1: So, diving into a little bit about what's going on at work and in your career paths, um, really coming to this place of understanding. Um, how do you feel at work? How are you feeling empowered? Are you feeling that they get you? Do you feel like they really understand your strengths and where you can continue to grow in your career path within the company that you're that you're working at? Um, even understanding how do you feel the night before? How do you feel Sunday nights knowing that Monday morning you're going to work? How do you feel driving into work or taking a subway um, to work in the mornings? Um, is this a place where you feel fulfilled? Is this a place that you feel good at? Are the people around you positive influences for you? How many even turn that around? Are you a positive influence for those people around you? And coming to terms with being at work and understanding that it can't just be a job, it can't just be a paycheck unless that's exactly what you signed up for, okay? Um, lots of times if we're going to school we understand okay we're in this job because this is my ticket to being able to go to school and to be able to fulfill my my credits and do well academically so that I can then continue to fulfill my lifelong dreams and and the passionate life and job that I'm that I'm really looking for forward to. So coming to terms with understanding how do you feel when you're at work or, how do you feel knowing that, that this is your career path or that this is just a job and it's temporary? All of this is something that continues to equate who you really are, continues to equate how you're doing self-esteem wise, how your confidence comes across, because when you're doing what you love to do, it's inevitable, but to shine and to want to tell everybody what you do. And when you're in a conversation piece and people ask you what you do and you're making all sorts of excuses, well, I'm not really, I don't know, like I do a little bit of this, I do a little bit of that, I'm not really, I don't even want to talk about work, I hate that place or, um, you know, those are very huge signs for you to identify that you're in a place that you don't feel at your best. And sometimes we stay, obviously, because we need the money and we live in a in a world where money is necessary, right? So we get that, but it doesn't have to be a place where you're miserable or it doesn't have to be that you pay such a high price to be able to make ends meet or to be able to pay your bills. So you either begin to turn around your impressions of your job so that it's not, Evil, or you come to a place where you decide, you know what? I've grown enough. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to look forward to something else. Looking for a new endeavor. Um, I really want to feel better about myself when I go to work. Um, these are all really powerful intentions and affirmations that you can begin to open up for yourselves as to where do you see yourself the next time around? Where do you see yourself if you're not in this? particular job or employer, where do you see yourself? Where do you see that you fit in? Um, many times I will ask college students, for example, when we're working on leadership development and professional skills, and they come to a place where they tell me, well, you know, I don't know that I want to work in a place where I have to wear a suit. Like, I'm not that kind of person. I, I don't like to dress up. It's it's uncomfortable clothing, and and of course, I'm going to tell them, well, you need to look for a job that is not that formal or not, not such a professional setting then. Um, why? Because you're going to be uncomfortable. You're already going in knowing that you don't want to wear a suit every day. Um, some professionals do want to be in a place where it's only um, formal wear or, or definitely um, business formal attire and they want to wear their suits and they want, to, um, they want everybody around them to be dressed up in suits and, and look like leaders or, or, or resemble this, this wealth of, um, of knowledge and, and opportunity. So that's one thing that we definitely want to look for is what kind of environment are you going to be working in? Um, it's really interesting my daughter um, obtained a job in New York and the place that she works at is is so beautifully decorated and it's it's like a two-story huge warehouse type environment but obviously they they fixed it up and they've they've groomed it to look so beautifully manicured with very modern furniture and um, and it's all spread out like no one's sitting in an office. No one's necessarily in a cubicle. She gets to sit wherever she wants, and they they've got um, they've got a nice station with coffee and and some um, snacks for them. And again, this is a company or corporate environment where somebody coming out of um, of this idea or this image that they're going to be in this formalized office environment, they may not do so well in a, in a corporate environment where it's so lax and so, and so free there's, it's, it's, there's so much freedom in there. So definitely um, a lot of companies are looking to attract um, that kind of student coming out of Ivy league schools or coming out of, you know, good college um, grad programs, and they're looking for students that can do well and perform well without such a stuffy, such a corporate like environment. Um, but then again, there are people that can't be in that environment because they need the structure or they have to have structure or it's the only way that they know how to be in an environment that they feel that they're working or that they're at work. So environment is really, really important. What kind of clothing do you have to wear? Um, what kind of environment? Where are you going to be sitting? What, um, um, you know, even even if you're... Um, looking for something more in the city and less in the suburbs or, or vice versa. Like these are really important key points so that when you're putting a resume out there or you're looking to change a career or you're you're realizing that where you're at right now is not a good fit for you, you want to start to investigate, well, what environment do I see myself in the next time around and why is that going to make me feel good? And, and begin to continue this process of assessing your career path? What kind of people do you want to be surrounded by? Um, Is there flexibility in the work hours? Do you need that? Is that something that's important to you? Um, Can you work in an environment where they're going to ask you for 70 hours a week or at least tell you that that is a possibility that at least once a month or once one week out of the month, you will be working 70 hours a week? Again, you want to be so true to yourself and understand that, Wherever it is that you decide to be, it's, it's really got to be a good match for you. And many times these are questions that even recruiters and professionals, um, professional career counselors will ask these kinds of questions because they're detrimental for you to be happy. Nobody wants to invest in an employee and a few years into it or a few months into it, you know, they find that it was the wrong match. And so, again, being true to yourself. What do you say yes to? What do you say no to? What are the reasons behind that? Um, when you say yes to your boss, you're saying yes because you don't want to disappoint them, because you don't want them to think that you're not so good, or that you're a weak employee. Like you want to understand why you're asked, answering and responding the way that you do, because that is what you're projecting. That's what you're putting out there. And going home upset and and disappointed that you had a bad day at work again. Is really all your fault. People complain about the people around them all the time. They they complain to me about their bosses, the environment, and my question is, well, what are you going to do about it? How can you change that? How can you begin by at least changing your perspective while you're there, right? We want to make the best of it while we're there, and then understand. Well, you know what? The fit isn't right, and and you can come to a come to a place or, or, or a decision that. You want something different and have a really valid understanding of why another environment or why another type of, of employer is going to be a better match for you. And let me tell you, it's really important to come to terms with it's okay to reinvent yourself. It's okay to find that what you did for the past 10 years, you don't want to do that anymore. You feel like you've maxed out your... The level of understanding, the level of of learning that you were going to get from that particular position. And so coming to a place where you understand that you want to grow or you want to do something different is not a weakness. It really is not a weakness. It's a place where you have this idea and this reflection and understanding of who you are today. You're not the same person you were 10 years ago. So it's okay that you don't want to work in the ER anymore. You don't want to work in your private practice anymore, that you don't want to go to court and litigate anymore. It's okay. Give yourselves the permission to say, okay, yeah, I did this. It was okay while I did it. I learned a lot. I grew from there. I loved it when I started, but I don't want to do that anymore. And it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't say that there's something awfully wrong with you. You know, sometimes we just want to cut our hours. Um, There were times there where I was doing, you know, 40, sometimes even 50 hours a week with paperwork and everything else in my private practice. And I decided I don't want to do that anymore. I want to work less hours and I want to still capture, you know, bigger audience and be able to work with people more in a group setting. I want to have um, more seminars and weekend retreats where I can help groups at a time rather than doing the one-on-one. And, and I love, what I do. And I loved doing it for the time that I did it. But it was time for me to start shifting away from that and realizing that I had the potential to do the same type of work or similar work that I used to do, but on a completely different level. And so giving yourselves the permission to reinvent yourself is so amazing because you get to feel and understand that you still love yourself enough to give yourself an opportunity to be the best version of you that you can be. And that's really what this is all about, is understanding that you truly deserve to have this life that you've envisioned. And guess what, guys? Work <laughs> is part of that life, right? We want to be in Bora Bora all the time, but that's not realistic, not for, not for some of us anyway. Um, but definitely you want, to, you want to begin to realize a dream of a of a life and a lifestyle that brings everything to you the career the job um, the opportunities to travel the opportunities to be with family to grow your to raise your children to have this level of certainty and understanding that when you're saying no it's okay and that when you're not saying no it's okay also it just needs to come from a place of love, a place of understanding, why you're you're reacting that way. Why is it that you're answering in that form? And be true to your decision. And we talked a little while ago, and I'm going to continue to reiterate, consistency is key. Consistency is key because a consistency is going to let other people know that you are serious in what you're saying so you don't begin to feel dismissed and you don't begin to feel like they're disrespecting you in any way. Or that they're really not paying attention because they're not taking you seriously. These are all ways that we entrap ourselves. We do this to ourselves, okay? Let's, let's all get that very clear. We do this to ourselves. And you have so many tools now that you're not going to allow yourself to be entrapped anymore. And you're not going to get caught up in the web and you're not going to get caught up in the chaos And you're going to have more certainty in your decisions and definitely more certainty in being true to who you really are. And it's absolutely all about you, as I said time and time again for the past 26 weeks, is really a clear understanding that you have every possibility and every opportunity to make life what you want it to be and to understand that it's coming from a place of being nicer to yourself and being caring of yourself and and the world that you get to create and so that the people around you continue to get the best version of you that they can possibly get. That is really what life and living the life of your dreams is all about and implementing that with family, with friends, with career, is, is really your next job, is really the next, um, the next way that you're going to enter into this joyful living journey that I keep talking about. And um, just for all of you out there, I want to again say so many thank yous and so grateful for all those of you who made this happen for me. And for the loving support that I always received from my husband, my children, my family, friends, clients that are like friends or are friends. um, So many of you who have made this all possible for me. And I am ready to take off on that um, joyful living journey myself. Um, And so you will all continue to hear a little bit more about that. And if you want to write me, you can. Uh, Remember my webpage, www.fema.org. EileenNunez.com and sending you all with so much love and light and great things out there for you. And remember, it's absolutely all about you. Thank you and have yourselves a great week. Mm-hmm.
0: We appreciate you tuning into the program this week. Please join Eileen Nunez for another edition of It's Absolutely All About You on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk again next week.